And welcome back to to Coast to Coast. Steve Farrell with us, his book, A New Universal Dream. Steve, where does God fit into your equation? So I we we like to use the word the divine and God and humanity's team. Uh, you could just as easily use the term universe or cosmos or love or life, but but uh, you know most of us grow up believing in a God. It's just that we don't know you know what to believe about God. That that uh, does get straightened out in this whole conscious living thing because in conscious living, science and spirituality come together. Even religion, it comes together where. We understand the universe is God. You know, God is universe. Now, so that that doesn't feel abstract, that we've all heard the term omnipresence, right? Everything is a part of one thing. We've heard omniscience, that wisdom is then resident in everything, and omnipotence, that power streams across everything. So that's saying that's that's God, right? God has that wisdom, has that power, is part of everything. Uh, And to me, you know, God is... is, uh, is perfect love, and and it has my back, and is guiding and supporting me always. Where I listen to that still small voice. Now, if there is a God, then is there a devil? So, the, what uh, what science and spirituality are saying is no, which is very interesting. They're saying that the universe is what they call non-dual, which means that you don't have one force in opposition to another. Now, spirituality and mystical tradition has been sharing this back to antiquity, that there's no devil, there's no opposing force. What's interesting is, if you're following science now, I mentioned the Resonance Science Foundation uh, as one, but there are many other science uh, research that we could, we could tune into. It's saying that the universe is in perfect harmony always. There is no opposing force out there where one is, uh, where, where this is opposing that. It, uh, so no, there's no devil. Now, Just for clarity, that doesn't mean that there's no such thing as evil. There is evil. Evil, though, is a state of mind. Evil is when we live backwards. And, in fact, if you spell evil backwards, it's it's live, right? That's right. So, so, So there is evil. Evil is a state of mind. It's where we... We do the opposite of following the still small voice, and we're doing things that are damaging, that are hurtful to ourselves and the world around us. What about new spirituality? What do you mean by that? New spirituality is, I believe, 10 years from now. This is the thing everybody's going to be talking about. It's not as well known right now. But where we live consciously like this, where we live into this place of oneness and in attunement with nature and, and the universe around us, we live into this place of connection, of bliss, of peace, of, of, of love, of service. Uh, we live into this place of... Uh, of true joy, we we now leave. This is this is a let's draw a contrast from, from my earlier life, which I describe in my book, where the, which is very roller coastery. Where we're in our mind, we're creating the tasks. We're we're not in this new spirituality. We're in this whole. Uh, I'm going to do this and this and this, and I'm going to ask these people if they got these things done. And we get up one morning and we say, this is a bad day. And other days we get up and say, it's a good day. In the new spirituality, every day is a good day. Every day is a good day. That doesn't mean challenges go away, because I have huge challenges often. But I'm in a really good place as I'm sitting there with that challenge and working with it. I'm not in some roller coastery place of feeling... Uh, down or feeling with anxiety or depression or anything like that. In the new spirituality, we understand this, that we're spiritual.
spiritual beings, which we were talking about a little earlier. And as spiritual beings, it means that we have everlasting life. It means that we have unlimited potential, that we can create that through metaphysical processes and things. So we can live just a really extraordinary life with, in my case, with my wife and my two kids, uh, in, with my coworkers and humanities team. The new spirituality is where we're really living into the fullness of life. If it doesn't work, Steve, for some reason, if it doesn't work, what are they doing wrong? If, if it doesn't work, well, let me just say, we, we create lots of free programs. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, humanitiesteam.org. Uh, so if you go to humanitiesteam.org and it says programs up in the navigation at the top, pull it down. They're free programs. Just go through some of these free programs from like Eben Alexander, like Suzanne Giesman, like Neil Donald Walsh, like Michael Bernard Beckwith, or the scientists, Greg Braden, Nassim Harriman, Lynn McTaggart, Bruce Lipton, all of them work with us. Pull down some of those free programs. Go through some of those free programs. You, I promise you that you can make it work, that you can get in alignment with this universe, with consciousness around us. It maybe will take a little time to kind of find your way if it's something brand new, but I promise everybody can find their way with a little bit of work. Let's go to the phones. Let's start with Joe in the Bronx. Take it away, Joseph. Hey, George, how are you? All right. Good, good. Yes, Steve, I would like your definition of star child. Uh, Can you describe what a true star child uh, would be, would consist of? Yeah, so so thank you, Joe. Uh, So star child, you could you know, they, they say there are a couple of different uh, kids that are being born into the world now. One are the truth tellers, which are star child, and then the others are even more evolved that are the ones that uh, are really loving by nature, that are soft, uh, that, are, that are in a deep connection state. So these star childs are, are people, are young persons, babies being born into the world that are highly evolved beings and that are helping us now to transition as we're moving through this great awakening that's occurring here on the earth. There's a shift. There's a pivot that we're right in the middle of right now. And probably most of your listeners, and probably you, Joe, uh, can feel that and are participating in that in some way. Star children are helping us to move more rapidly in this direction of conscious evolution. Star children, they make a world of difference in the future, don't they? Yes, they do. And this is why, you know, again, the universe has our back. Isn't it neat that uh, these star children are being born into the world? Uh, Many of us have these kids in our homes that are super sensitive to nature, to life, that are saying, gosh, you know, can't we live in a more connected way, in a more service-oriented way? Can't we take care of the earth better? These are these star children that are catalysts here for our growth, for this whole stretch into this whole new way of living, uh, so that, uh, again, 10, 15, 20 years from now, this term existential crisis, it'll be gone because we're living in this new spirituality. We're living in this consciousness that's here now. Do you miss the rat race at all? No. Oh, my God. Absolutely. In fact, I have great compassion, you know, even for, this might sound crazy, but uh, somebody like these guys, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who runs Facebook, now called Meta, I have compassion for him because I know what that life is like. I was right there with those guys, you know, years ago in Silicon Valley. Uh, I'd go to, you know, we go to dinners and things. 
though I didn't go to dinners with him, but people like him. And their lives are crazy, often out of control. And what does it mean to have a jillion dollars anyway if your life is really unsettled like that? Can't you be happy with a zillion dollars? No, no, you can't. I mean, this is, this is again, part of why I wrote the book, is I wanted to give people a front row seat to see that uh, financial success on its own, no. I mean, that's the crazy thing is, is there were, in, when, when we were in what, what is called forum, and people are talking, you know, of course, it's very confidential. I'd never reveal names. But you have things like suicide, you know, that are going on in certain cases in families where there's just so much challenge, so much up and down, uh, so much turbulence. So, no, a gazillion dollars means nothing. Uh, of course, we want to have the financial wealth to have a certain lifestyle, you know. But uh, it turns out that when we start living consciously, as I am, I haven't, I haven't drawn a paycheck since 1999. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Uh, but I've invested well, and I have an extraordinary lifestyle uh, just doing the volunteer work that I've been doing for, for uh, about 25 years now. Are you glad you took the path you took? Oh, my God. Not, not only am I glad I'm just out. It's why I wanted to be with you this evening here, George, is to share that this path everybody can find. It's not a one in a million. Like, you know, if, I, if we were talking about can everybody end up at the center of wealth creation with these people that I've described, no, the answer really is no. Now, if we were talking about can everybody, can every listener here create an extraordinary life, a delicious life with true prosperity and so on, I'm going to say yes. The answer is yes, that everybody actually can create that. So, so that's, that's really the mission that I'm on is to, is to support people in creating this conscious lifestyle. And, and then the neat thing is when we do, and we do it with others all over the world, we create this whole new world that's sustainable and, and uh, fulfilling uh, and that has all of the uh, beautiful kinds of things that we would think of in our dreams. Let's go to Cynthia in Massachusetts, east of the Rockies. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. Thank you. Sure. Um, basically, I've been very successful in my younger years, in my 20s. Uh, did volunteer uh, performing arts uh, twice a year for 14 years, and then uh, succeeded after that. Uh, with very volunteer things. If money wasn't an issue for me because I worked hard when I was very, very young. Uh, Smart. So uh, basically, now that I'm older, I'm not as uh, energetic and uh, health-wise, I'm doing the best I can. People are very enthusiastic seeing me walking down the street with a walker and making it um, every single day. But then I just try to do my best every single day, try to achieve things. But at times now I find that I don't have direction like I used to have. And now that I'm older, I feel kind of lost a little bit. Even though I know my spirit is being guided. I just don't know which way I'm supposed to go. And so I'm kind of... In the limbo. Asking. Yeah, so Cynthia, so thank you. I, I have a mother who's uh, 
going to turn 90 in September. And well, mine just turned went, 94, Steve. <laughs> there, there we go. Love yeah, it. she would share the same thing. I think this. Uh, she was very conscious, very involved, would travel with me to these programs in South Africa and East Coast, et cetera, now uh, also with a walker and things. Uh, so I think here, you know, there, there are a couple of things. One is uh, just little things, a smile, uh, just being supportive of those that are around us, even the healthcare workers that are with us, family members, where we're out on the street. Uh, little things, a smile, offering support, uh, listening well, having compassion, doing what little things that we can. Uh, these little things actually can mean a lot, a lot, a lot. And at the end of our life, when we do this life review, these are the things actually, as it turns out, that counts. I'm, George, you probably had people on your program that talk about the life review. And the only thing that we look at as we go through life review is how loving, how kind, how compassionate, how listening, how truthful were we with the people around us? It was our bank account, the Maserati, the vacations, the mansions, none of that is part of the life review. It's all just how loving, caring, compassionate, listening, and truthful were we. Uh, so, yeah, I would concentrate on those little things, Cynthia. You, you can have more impact than you know just by simply smiling at people and listening to people uh, because a lot of people feel lonely, don't feel listened to at all, and and a smile, as we know, is uh, is heart opening. What do you think of karma, Steve? Karma is is this this notion that we're something uh, is coming to us based on what we've done. Uh, what goes so, around comes comes. Yeah, around. what goes around comes around. So, I think I would kind of reframe that. I don't think it's something like where we're just kind of kicked in the butt, you know, because of something that we did. We created some bad thing that's going to come around based on something that we did. I think instead it's more this there's nothing random happening, which means that we're led into things that make us stronger, uh, that make us more resilient, that uh, uh, lead us to the lifestyle that we really want. Uh, and that means that there can be huge challenges. If we're as spiritual beings, you know, a lot of times we can find ourselves in the gym where we've got uh, huge challenges that were uh, that, that that are on our plate. I have a son who has some uh, who my both of my kids were adopted at birth, and and one of them has something called pyroluria, which what is that? This uh, mental emotional challenge. Is it like uh, autism or something? It's it's not like autism. It more creates it creates a separation anxiety. His particular thing is is he feels more comfortable when me and my wife are are near the home. And uh, when we, when one or both of us are out, it creates some emotional challenge. He freaks That's the out. Thing that he has. Uh, so, but these things are all just a spiritual gem. They make us stronger people. We're all actually born right where we're supposed to be. We're with the people that we're supposed to be. Just being a loving presence right where we are uh, is 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 what we want to do. And. And not worry about things like karma of there may be some bad things coming into my life because I did some bad things in the past. I don't think we want to go there. Let's go next to Stick in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stick. Thank you, George. I love your show. I've been listening since Art Bell. Thank for you. For a very long time. And I'm, I'm so happy that you have Steve on the show tonight. And, Steve, I have... I applaud you for walking away from where you were at and focusing on where you're going now. 
My question, I've been delivering jet fuel uh, in the state of Arizona for the past 20 years, and I've met some of those people that you're talking about that have that level of success, and it's not made them happy because they still keep pushing and pushing, and no, no matter what they get, it's never enough. I totally get what you're saying. But when you're on a mission to try to build something that you want to bring to life, now I'm not going to mention it, uh, how do you develop the building blocks to bring your mission to life? Yeah, so then, so Stick, thank you for the question. And, uh, um, you know, there are a couple of things here. We're kind of going now in this direction of conscious business, birthing a conscious business. So, uh, if we want to bring something to life, whether it's a for-profit or a non-profit, there are a couple of things. One, of course, the one that's been out there forever as entrepreneur is, is there a need? You know, do we fill that need? If we're creating something conscious, there's a second question, which is there's a need. And will this need, if I fill it, create a better community and a better world? You know, because that's what conscious living is all about. It's about creating better communities and a better world. Now, uh, uh, what I've found is where we come upon a great idea that meets both those criteria. There is a need that be, needs to be filled. It's going to make a better community and a better world. I'm led through a process, just as I was with two companies. Uh, you know, both of these, I started uh, two guys, used furniture, small executive suite, and then years later, we've got a $75 million, 175-person enterprise. The Second company was the same thing, except that it happened in two years, and we went to 750 people. Uh, I was led through a process of, of birthing those organizations. The idea surfaced for me. Uh, there were certain kinds of people that fit that profile. We recruited well for that profile to get people that were uh, highly conscious, at least with the first company. The, the second company, I raised a lot of venture capital, so that created a lot of challenges, which we don't have time to get into here right now. But and then I launched Humanities Team with Neil Donald Walsh, this nonprofit 20 years ago. We've now grown, and we're all over the world. So there's a vision that comes to you that meets those criteria that says there's a huge need. We're going to create a better community, a better world. And then uh, where we do these metaphysical processes and things, we actually become strong creators. We draw people to us that share that vision, that want to help you build that dream. We create inspirational environments that – where people want to stay once they come. There's not only a dream, there are processes you create to work together that really work well. Steve, we're uh, going to take a break and come back and take final calls with you in a moment on Coast to Coast AM. And welcome back. Steve Farrell with us. Steve, where do people get your book, A New Universal Dream? They can, they can go to Amazon. They can go to Barnes & Noble, to, to bookstores actually worldwide. Uh, so, but... Go to anewuniversaldream.com, anewuniversaldream.com, to, to read uh, a little bit about the book. The first four chapters are unlocked there for free. As well, if you enter your uh, receipt after you buy the book, it's a, it's a $19 book, $18.99. We're giving away my Conscious Leadership Masterclass, which is a $299 masterclass, uh, as soon as you enter the receipt. So even before you receive your book, uh, you get my Conscious Leadership Masterclass. It's, it's a pretty neat deal. Again, the reason we do it is we're a nonprofit. We're not trying to grow revenue. What we're wanting to do as a nonprofit is support people on this conscious journey and help, help the world, candidly, 
just become a sustainable and flourishing place so that future generations can prosper as we, as most of us did that are listeners here tonight. Are your thoughts, theories, they're not new. I mean, they've been around since the beginning of mankind, haven't they? <laughs> they, they have. George, they've been around. So, you know, I mentioned uh, Plato and Hippocrates. These are these are men that lived back in the 450 BCE time frame, 2,500 years ago. That that shared that uh, we're all one. There's that uh, we're actually of course is diversity and unity. All of these things, uh, mystical traditions have shared this back from the beginning of time. I grew up in the Christian church. The the Christian church actually says that we are all one. You know, as you read through the Bible. So what, what is, what's new is science. Science is now coming in. Uh, Albert Einstein was working on this unified field theory. People that have studied his life know that in that last decade before he passed, he was trying to bring the research in that would prove that the whole universe was one, what he called a unified field theory. He didn't quite get that job done in his lifetime. But, boy, I'll tell you, look at uh, what science is bringing in Today, I mentioned the Nobel Prize for Physics in October of last year, Nassim Harriman with his Resident Science Foundation, yeah. and many others. Let's go to the phones, Mayat, in the city of New York. Hey, Mayat, welcome. Yes, good morning, gentlemen, from the Big Apple. Um, I have some uh, uh, comments and a two-part question, and I'll listen over the air. First of all, as the ancient Greeks admitted, they studied Pythagoras himself, spent years in Kemet, ancient Egypt, where we get our word from chemistry from. So let's give the credit due there. Um, and I also, uh, Steve, I want to affirm some of your thoughts on karma, because uh, Florence Scoville Chin who wrote um, Your Word is Your One and The Game of Life and How to Live It. She says, and you do have to provide some account and uh, atonement around it, but she said through grace you can work through your karma. Um, the, the first question, and I want to preface it because the uh, French existentialist Albert Camus once stated, one who despairs over an event is a coward, but one who holds hope for humanity is a fool. So the average, the question is, the average Jane and Joe, the empath, when we look at aspects of humanity, whether dealing with your local or uh, whatever bureaucracy, we see a certain tone and even with Tico, Paul Levy's concept of wickedness. So my question on that is what, and, and you did give some examples, on what we can practically do not to fall into depression and despair, especially as an empath. And with someone of your, your mindset and path, I'd also uh, like to know, as we see this um, AI coming down the pike, you know, that we're seemingly blindsided for, I'd like if you would share some of your thoughts about the path of humanity and its direction of this uh, 
this no a, a this new uh, artificial intelligence. And if you have my questions, I'll listen over the air. Thank you, George. We love you dearly. Thank you. Let's take that one first. What do you think about what's happening with AI? Yes, what's happening with AI? Well, uh, AI is coming on fast and strong, and it's going to be it's here now, and it's uh, its influence is growing, no question about it. Uh, and uh, there's going to be a lot of good that it brings to humanity, and it needs to be managed. And of course, there are many voices that uh, are sharing. We need to manage AI. Uh, so I think we're just beginning to figure out how to get our arms around the management of AI. I think that will happen uh, not here in the U.S., in the, the EU community. I think in the next five years, we'll see uh, bodies that surface that are going to help manage AI so it's for the betterment of humanity and not uh, uh, not something other than that. A lot of people, Steve, are uptight these days, as she mentioned, depressed and despair. How do you compensate for that? Uh, boy, you know, uh, there there is so much to actually feel fantastic about. That's what conscious living is, where we really get in touch with our spiritual nature. Now, rather than me going on ad item about this, uh, I mentioned our our website. We're a nonprofit, humanitiesteam.org. That's with a Y, humanitiesteam.org. If you go to the site, at the top of the site, there's a free program. We just launched it uh, this past Saturday with uh, Dr. Eben Alexander, Karen Newell, who's his partner, and Suzanne Giesman, uh, who's an extraordinary medium, used to fly around on the uh, on the president's plane uh, when she was a military officer. She's now an incredible, extraordinary medium. Uh, go through that program and and just understand what they share about near-death experience. Understand what they share about this whole medium where we're in touch with loved ones, angels, guides in the afterlife. I promise you... Uh, where this this notion of feeling into grace, which uh, this uh, this uh, uh, Mayam just brought in, uh, we we do feel into grace, where we understand how things work better, understand that the afterlife is supporting us, understand that when we transition to non the non physical realm at the end of our life, it's extraordinary. It's 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 a it's a container of pure love. I think what happens here, and again, this is why I wrote my book, A New Universal dream is we don't grow up with these understandings. These are not taught in the classroom. We we actually created a science program called Forbidden Science that takes you through the latest in science so people can understand it. These old narratives drive us crazy. They were of competition, of you know, a devil, of uh, all of these things that are creating an unsettling life on the planet. If we can tune into the latest science and what spirituality has been sharing for millennia, uh, we actually can turn in a direction of, uh, of wow, you know, which is what conscious living is and which is what the new spirituality is. Let's go to Norm in St. Louis. Hello, Norm. Go ahead. Hey, great show again. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I was just coming home today from some errands, and uh, I noticed up in the clouds some giant cumulus clouds here in St. Louis, and uh some sunbeams shooting down, you know, about halfway to Earth, and I was thinking, my God, what a beautiful sight. So I pulled over in, in this parking lot and took a couple pictures. Perfect. But I was thinking the odds of, you know, I, I feel sorry for people that are atheists, you know, and how, how you could think that uh, a monkey could paint that cloud up 
doctor? No, not that Scott. But uh, anyway, uh, the way I see God is uh, that uh, he's not some distant, uh, you know, entity that's looking down and kind of manipulating things like we're puppets on a string, but he wants an intimate relationship with everyone. And since God created everything and every person, that if you go through your life with that in mind and treat people accordingly and, you know, the way you speak to them and the smile, like they say, you know, I I go to stores like gas stations and stuff in the wintertime, and I know some of these people ain't making a lot of money. And I'll bring them in homemade chili and cookies and stuff like that, or I've, I've had $500 scratch-offs and bought the whole gas station um, box of, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken or Popeye, whatever. And, uh, you know, just a little way to play it forward because, you know, I got blessed with 500 bucks, and why not help them out? You, you, uh, uh, a waitress ain't the only person that deserves, you know, a blessing in their life. So I think it's just all how you go about it. And, uh, you know, if, if God created everything, then, you know, treat, treat it accordingly. You know, I know we have to cut chickens' heads off and kill cows, but if you see a deer out in the backyard, don't mean you have to throw a rock at it or something. You can just uh, en- enjoy that God put that there for you. Well, what do you think of all of that, Stephen? Oh, man, Norm. Yeah, I am so with you. And, uh, boy, I uh, I love that cloud experience there in St. Louis you were, you were sharing where you're looking up in the sky. And I feel exactly the same way, and, I, and what I know to be true, and, and, and I work with all of the, uh, the scientists and spiritual leaders that are all over the planet, is that uh, we are offspring of, of God. It says we, you know, we're made in the likeness and image of God, those of us that have read the Bible, right? Uh, we are adored. You know, we, we are a part of – we're like a wave under the ocean. We are a part of God. So, of course, we are adored. Every finger on our hand, every hair on our head – uh, and where we can get in touch with that, that we're loved, we're adored, that we're supported, we're guided, where we can get in touch with that, then we do beautiful things, Norm, like what you were just sharing, where you say, hey, I'm going to play it forward, you know. I, uh, I've got nice things happening for me. Let me uh, go do some nice things for others. And you know what? Those simple little steps where we understand that and play it forward and do little nice things for others, that's how we create a better world and a better uh, community. Absolutely. Next up, let's go west of the Rockies. KJ's with us in L.A. Hi, KJ. Go ahead. Hi. Hi, George. Hi. Thank you so much. Um, Good day to you both. You too. While I agree uh, wholeheartedly with over 90% of what you bring to the table, and I have lived that life. When I was 15, I decided to do some consciousness work. I was studying. I went to an extraordinary school and I was studying parapsychology. And um, I had, I did do an acid trip and it was extraordinary. Everything you said came very clear and my life changed in that instance for the better. I mean, I believe I was a very good soul, but that kind of took me to the next level. I don't in any way. And I've told my children, I'm 71, I have three children, and uh, I've told them 
stay away from drugs. So I'm not an advocate. Do they listen but, to you? Uh, I'm sorry? Have they listened to you? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. They're good kids. They are. I, I can't. I'm so blessed. Well, it sounds like you've been living the right way. And uh, that helps, Stephen, doesn't it? Absolutely. It sure does, KJ, where we're out and you're, you're, you're uh, going through these educational programs. You're doing good things with your kids. And, and 90% of what we're discussing where, where you're finding alignment with that, that's, that's pretty good because, you know, there are a lot of – we've all lived uh, uh, lives, long, longer lives. I'm in my 60s. You shared you're in your 70s. Uh, so if 90% of the things we're covering is in alignment with things you believe, then, then great. We're uh, – we're pointed toward the same North Star, likely. I'm going to turn 108 on Sunday, by the way. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey, as long as the voice sounds young, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. They say, well, you, your your voice does sound young. You know, and they say, I was with a friend yesterday at lunch. He said, hey, you know, uh, we're life above the ground, and that's better than life below the ground. So, Steve, you know. <laughs> Stephen, we've got, a, we've got a minute left. Give out your websites and the information again. You bet. So uh, my name, again, is Steve Farrell, and this book that just came out last week, it's called A New Universal Dream. Uh, It's on Amazon. Uh, You can go to bookstores and find it. But if you go to anewuniversaldream.com, you can uh, open up the first four chapters and read them for free. And then if you buy the book and enter your receipt number there on the site, we'll send you my $299 masterclass called Conscious Leadership the book itself is uh, 18.99, so it's a, it's a pretty good deal. Um, and then Humanities Team, uh, that's with a Y. Humanitiesteam.org is our website for this 501c3 nonprofit, and uh, we've got this streaming platform called Humanity Stream Plus uh, that uh, is streaming hundreds of conscious programs all over the world, even translated in many cases. You can go to Humanity Stream, what's with a R, Humanity Stream. .net to uh, learn about the streaming platform. All right, my friend. Thank you. Keep in touch. Steve Farrell, the new book, A New Universal Dream. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean Laudasur, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burroughs, Tim Benal, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett. I'm George Norrie. Somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.